Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! What's happening, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of Claws to the Wall here for KTSW Sports. We are here in Studio C. You know how we do in here. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my wonderful co-host, Miles Vaughn, Thomas Terry, and Mr. Paxton Graff himself. We got another good lineup. And also, big credit to our very own Richard Prosadielko for handling the videography for us here today. So we hope to have more of coverage for you guys later on in the semester. But we got a good lineup going we talking about today. San Marcos High School football, obviously having a tough season early on. Texas State High School, Texas State football, finally getting a big win against a Big 12 team. Volleyball is 4-1 on the year. Soccer is kind of up and down at their season right now. Also, NFL Week 1 is underway. College football, there's one game specifically that I'm looking forward to seeing. And obviously, we have, fan, we have tough competition in our NFL Fantasy League. So, but before we get into all that, guys, it's Week 3 of the school year of the school year of the semester so obviously a lot of uh heavy uh heavy work going on right now so uh gotta ask how's classes going right now it's tough man mm-hmm. it's getting real, mm-hmm. it's getting I, real. <laughs> well i mean you know as they say you just gotta you know sometimes you just gotta grind it down you know what i mean so just keep going at it but now we're gonna dig into some sports now dang miles the only one i, yeah. can get <laughs> I can't respond <laughs> well go ahead i'm waiting no it's tough it's it, it's it's a lot you know super senior year um, no, for real. It's it's a little tough, but you know, got to stay in it. Uh, class is going good so far, uh, but now we're getting to uh, essay time. That's yeah, the, that's the struggle. Tom, Thomas, rate my professor. Oh, Use exactly. It. You need it. Mm-hmm. It's an essential. <laughs> Do not ever pick a class without using rate my professor. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Well, I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Honestly, but I mean, you know. Like I said before, it's the third week, essay time, test time. I know people have exams coming up already. So, I mean, you just got to just relax. Don't be stressed because stress will get the best of you. I know. But trust me, I I should know. But we're not dealing with school right now. Let's go and dig right into it. San Marcos High School football season has officially begun. They are currently now 0-2 in the start of their season after losing to the Huddle Hippos and losing to the Madison Mavericks this past week. I was on the call with David Castaneda for that Madison game, and I know, Paxton, you were there for us handing the the stats for that one. I mean, I'll start with you. I mean, that was a tough loss that the Rattlers take. They were leading twenty-eight to fourteen in the ha- at the half, and then all of a sudden the flip, the switch just flipped on the Madison Mavericks and completely dominated the second half. Yeah, kind of pulled a Atlanta Falcons in the second half. Uh, it just um, we mentioned during the game just a complete difference, a tale of two halves. Uh, San Marcos came out firing on offense, and Madison kind of lacked there a little bit. They had a few turnovers there in the first half. Uh, two pick sixes in the first half. Yeah. Um, and the second half, I don't know what happened, but they just completely switched, flipped the switch, like you mentioned, and held San Marcos scoreless. In fact, I don't even think San Marcos made it to their side of the field no. during the second half. Uh, I mean, the defense on Madison's side stepped it up, and their offense definitely stepped it up as well. I'm curious to see 
Um, you know, no need to transition yet to it, but I'm curious to see how St. Marcus' defense is going to look against Warren. Uh, it's kind of tough. You know, it's always tough to lose back-to-back, so I'm kind of hoping what, how, how they will respond by this week uh, playing Wagner High School, so we'll see. Yeah, I had the opportunity to be at that game as well, and uh, like you said, Paxton and Kobe, it was just a totally different team that came out during the second half. Now, I don't know how much that the injury – Fared against them. We mm-hmm. all, you know, it changed the dynamic of the game once the player went down with that injury mm-hmm. with the um, both training staffs having to come out and tend to the player. Um, but, yeah, after that, I mean, even just the point to where I believe it was 35 to 42, they were down by a touchdown. San Marcos had the ball and the center snapped the ball without the quarterback even looking. Yeah. I, if you could hear the stuff that the coach was saying on the sideline beside me. I can't even repeat it right now. That's yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, kind of just looking ahead to uh their next point, which is the Wagner Thunderbirds, they're a predominantly run team. They rarely pass uh pass the pass the ball. I mean throw the football. I know Paxton, you were looking at uh stats earlier uh earlier before we went on air and you were just surprised that you know the that the thunderbirds only have thrown the ball really i would say what about five six times this season already yeah i mean it's barely uh wagner is kind of the the forrest gump offense they just love running <laughs> um they will run all day long in fact i was looking at the stats and like you mentioned they only have 93 passing yards this season so far and they have almost 900 rushing yards in just two games uh, so that tells you they are a run-heavy offense, which San Marcos is not used to seeing. They're used to seeing a Will Hammond-led show yeah. where they're just airing the ball out almost every single play. Um, so I'm curious to see how this young defense really kind of combats that um, as far as the rushing attack. Uh, and it is young. We mentioned numerous times throughout the broadcast, they have five, I believe, five or six players on that team that are either sophomores or juniors on the defensive side. And so, I mean, that's half your defense right there that this is either their first time playing on varsity or just their second time. So it's a young defense. They stepped it up last week, but the second half they just kind of were non-existent. I'm curious to see how they'll play full game this game. Uh, They definitely improved drastically from Hutto to Madison. I'm trying to see that jump from Madison to Wagner now. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's really just a matter of Sell out to stop the run. You know what their tendencies are. You, It's no need to be playing. You got safeties back, 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 playing 15, 20 yards off the ball when you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. You only have 93 passing yards on the year. Let's stack the box and let's get ready to fill up the line. Shoot All out guys. blitz every play. <laughs> Just straight zero blitz. <laughs> Good. Well, the next game for the Rattlers is going to be against the Wagner Thunderbirds. That game will be at 7.30, so we will have a pregame show roughly around 7.15, 7.30 mark with our very own Paxton Graff and Mr. Thomas Terry on the call for tomorrow for tomorrow's night's action. So be sure to check out and tune in to KTSW 89.9 for the call. But now we're going to take a step up to the collegiate level. We, we already know where we're going to go with this. Texas State football. Gets a big-time win against the Big 12 team in the Baylor Bears. The final score of that one was 42-2, to Baylor Bears 31. Man, we've been talking about the hype for this football team, and clearly the hype didn't really get to them. They just came out and just played straight college football. So I want to throw it to y'all, man. Where did y'all see? Because everybody on this staff was watching this game. We were chatting you know, in our group chat and whatnot, and we were just stunned at the fact that the Bobcats had so much anticipation, so much enthusiasm for this, for this game. Yeah, what we saw was 
G.J. Kenny, <laughs> the yeah. reason that he got hired. This is the exact reason Texas State went and got him from Incarnate Word. We saw what he did hosting and touting one of the top offenses in all of college football last year, albeit it was at a smaller school, Incarnate Word. But being able to do that at this level at, for the Sun Belt, he's now on the national stage and being recognized for what people knew that he can do. Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, you mentioned the national stage. He got a shout-out. Not only for beating Baylor, but the fact that he had the second most transfers mm-hmm. on that roster right behind Deion Sanders Deion and Sanders, the Colorado yeah. Buffaloes, who had a tremendous game as well. But uh, going back to this game, I mean, T.J. Finley, we got to talk about him. Yeah, absolutely. As most of our staff members like to call him T.J. Hemley because he <laughs> is him, uh, and he proved that this game. Um, Kobe, I mean, hit us up with the stats. What, what was he looking like this game? So, com- complete stats for Mr. TJ Finley. He was 22 of 30 for passing attempts, 298 yards, almost an even 300. Threw t- three touchdown passes. The longest was that 31-yard touchdown pass to, I believe it was, I want to say it was Covert, I believe, for the Bobcats. And he had a rushing touchdown of his own. So, I mean, if you want to talk about a complete offensive domination mm-hmm. for this Bobcat team, you literally clearly just saw it this past Saturday. But on the defensive side of things, they didn't do that bad of a job. Now, granted, 31 points I think seems like a lot, especially for at the collegiate level. But, you know, the fact that their offense just kept scoring and scoring and scoring, I mean, that's honestly a recipe, a recipe for success in my opinion. But, you know, obviously if you're head coach G.J. King, you're wanting to prevent that level of – uh, consistency for the defense. Now, and even though they, you know, had them score 31 points, I think it's still considered a win because of what they did earlier on in the game. I gotta say that day was a great day to be a Bobcat, and um, I'm, I, hopefully we can bring that momentum onto UTSA. And uh, they're also talking about us being nationally ranked after this week, so hopefully we can be nationally ranked. Which actually leads into my next question. The next game for the Bobcats will be against the UTSA Roadrunners. The I-35 rivalry Mm -hmm. is officially in full swing this week, and we've already kind of had some comments from UTSA fans about the Bobcats already. It's been going on on social media these past past few days, so, uh, I mean – This is going to be a fun one. But to remember, UTSA struggled this past weekend against the Houston Cougars. So I guess you could say it's an advantage for for the Bobcats. But like I said, it's only week one. So week two is really where it will either define your season or it could possibly be a low light for your season. I don't think it's an advantage. I think it's a disadvantage because Frank Harris is mad because he had to send out an apology to his fan base because of how bad he played, which means this is his bounce back week. Um, and he's he just sees red all on those Texas State jerseys this week. So I'm curious to see how it's going to be. That defense, you're right, they did good. Now 31 points is the greatest, but you're going against a Power 5 program. I mean, it was it was definitely an upgrade from what we're used to seeing. Uh, last year especially, I think uh, Baylor dropped 42 against the defense. Um, but this game, particularly against UTSA, I'm curious to see how they're going to stop Frank Harris. Frank Harris is quite possibly – um, people are putting him ahead of Quinn Ewers as far as the best Texas quarterback uh, right now at the collegiate level. What? I know. It was uh, That was preseason. I don't know about that. That was preseason. So we'll see how they fare after this week. But, I mean, this is a tough mobile quarterback. We'll see how they'll do as far as the defensive side for the Bobcats. But offensively, match what you did last week plus more for this UTSA team because you don't want to just – go out there and win you want to make a statement win if you go out there and put 40 plus points 
against a really good Jeff Trailer uh, Texas or UTSA team. Uh, that'll be a huge statement win. Yeah, and then to note about um, you know about the the game this past week comparisons, Texas State's ru- uh, rusher, uh, rushing was 143 yards on the ground compared to Baylor's 108. So really, that's really on the tail of the story. Is now granted Baylor had more passing yards than Texas State did, but Texas State had much more of a balance than Baylor did because Baylor really did throw the ball a lot. They really weren't on the ground. The only time they were is when they ran. Uh, for those big plays, especially for Dominic uh, Richardson, who uh, who had that long touchdown, run, who had that long touchdown run for them. So, but this weekend is going to be a lot different because there's so much intensity between UTSA and Texas State. And the last time these two did play in football was during COVID, when really nobody could could attend. So, this this is going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it is. And I know you were talking about uh, Paxton apologies that were being issued yeah. by Frank Harris. But another team that I know y'all probably want to talk about, too, that was issuing apologies, TCU. Oh, man. <laughs> their linebacker. Did you guys see what their linebacker was Laugh. talking about? Yeah. Being the laughing stock of college football? Man. And I believe, hey, I think they are the laughing stock. You got blown out by, what, 60 points in the college football championship, and then you come out and lose to Colorado yeah. week one? I mean, the, the, like I said, college football week one is always – Unpredictable. I mean, we clearly saw so many upsets. Well, I know we, you know, just saw Duke beat Clem- Clemson by three touchdowns. I mean, that's that speaks for itself. But we'll, I mean, we'll get into college football a little bit more later on in the show. But I mean, you know, back to this game. We're we're getting ready for it. Texas State football will be playing against the UTSA Roadrunners at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Pa- Paxton, I gotta say add? something though. If there's any Texas State fans listening, which that's majority of our fan base. Right now, <laughs> um, if Texas State wins, do not jump in the river. Uh, <laughs> I just saw an article that said it's one of the most dirtiest rivers uh, in the whole country. It has so much fecal matter in it. So do not jump in that river. Um, go celebrate anywhere else but the river. <laughs> do you think, I mean, hey, do you think they'll jump in the river walk in San Antonio, do you think? Well, no, that's what I'm talking about. The oh. river walk. Sorry, yeah. The San Antonio river walk, not the San Marcos river. Jump in that all you want. <laughs> The, the San Antonio Riverwalk, do not jump in there. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, they, they only clean it once a year. So, <laughs> whoa, wow. Okay, uh, <laughs> so Texas State UTSA, that game will be at two thirty. We will have a pregame show on KTSW eight and nine around the one forty five mark with our very own Jeff Gandy and Clint Shields on the call for that ball game as well. But now we're gonna take a transition into Texas State volleyball as they had a clean sweep in the Texas State Invitational Tournament where they took on North Texas and the number ter- at the time the number ter- 13th ranked Houston Cougars and man I got nothing but great things to say about this team about this team obviously their dominant win against Houston I think that's the main main game that Texas State was looking forward to seeing cuz North Texas kind of was up and down but you recap in the game Texas State was down Two sets to two sets to nothing, and then they came all the way back and won the game. And then also, you know, Houston had no answer for the Bobcats this past weekend. So volleyball is now officially four and one in the season. I wanted to throw it to y'all. I mean, this we we I know we talked about this volleyball team and how much they lost, uh, you know, a couple of seniors. But honestly, it's almost like they just basically revamped themselves and let the younger you know the younger uh, girls take over this team. Yeah, I mean, talk about a statement weekend for the Bobcats. Uh, you beat number 13 in the nation in volleyball and then a Power 5 program at the football level, first Power 5 win at the football level. Um, 
it was a really good weekend. But going more specifically on the volleyball team, I got to listen to that call uh, that uh, Joey and Karis did for the North Texas game. And that was such an entertaining call to listen to Mm -hmm. uh, because I tuned in when we were were in the third set. So we had to win that set in order to stay in it. We had to win on out from there. Um, And somehow they came and won three sets in a row against a really good North Texas team, which is phenomenal. And especially since you mentioned we lost so many players last season, we have kind of a revamped uh, Texas State volleyball team this year, and they just proved that they are good revamped. It's not – it's not a turnaround season, a a, a, a bummer season. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you call it? A tank season. tank season. It's not anything like that. This is a season where they're out to prove something special. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, shout out Coach Sean Hewitt for the way that he's had these girls ready to go night in and night out. Number thirteen, Big Twelve, Houston. That that's a top that's a top feat to accomplish. Absolutely, a top twenty five yeah. team. So to Absolutely. be out there and ready to handle business like they did just shows they're ready for prime talk. Yeah, and you know, just going back to about you know Houston. Houston's one of those schools where you know sports is a you know must. You know what I mean? Because obviously we you know basketball has been absolutely insane. Anytime they make it to March Madness, and then volleyball. Obviously this year has been when then been pretty good, and then obviously football is kind of coming up on the horizon. Now, granted, you know. Houston isn't a new conference this year. Obviously, they're in you know the Big Twelve with the big dogs and stuff now, but it's not going to last. That's not going to last very long because obviously we all know the story. Texas is going to be moving. OU is going to be moving out as well. So, you know, Houston has an advantage. Has a little bit of an advantage, but you know, it's it's always has to be every game has to be consistent. And you know, the Bobcats had that in that ball game, but. They will have another chance to possibly even dominate as they will be in another tournament this coming weekend in the Bobcat Classic. Well, they will take on Southern Louisiana, uh, Southern Southeastern Louisiana, Cal and Abilene Christian University. So another big time schools. I know Cal is one of those one of those big time schools in the you know, in the U.S. So, I mean, this is going to be another tough one for for the Bobcats volleyball team, I think. So, all of those games will be happening this weekend. It's going to start actually starts today, and then it'll be tomorrow on Friday. On Friday, it'll start at 10 a.m. in the morning for for tomorrow as well. So, it's going to be pretty long. And then they will officially end the tournament on Saturday, and this will actually be their home, their last home tournament before going into Sunbelt Conference play. They'll have one more tournament, and that's going to be in in Kansas in Kansas. So, you know, it's tough. It's going to be tough sledding for this volleyball team. But now we're going to dig into some Texas State soccer as they are currently 3-3 three and three on the year right now after a tough, tough loss against the Oklahoma State Cowboys and then their bounce-back win against Houston Christian University. Their final score was 3-1. to one. We've been talking about a lot of these players like Zoe Jr., like Olivia Wright, who've been absolutely outstanding for this Bobcat team. But there's just it's just up and down for them right now. And honestly, I think there's you know games this coming this coming week that can really be a bounce back for them. Yeah, um, just talking to Grace Reddick, who's a part of our staff. Yeah. You know, um, she talks about how each game, whether it's a win or a loss, is a learning experience, and how you use each game as a building block, getting ready for the next matchup, and just taking whatever you can. In trying to trying to go out and win those ball games, so losing against Oklahoma State once again, Power Five, Big Twelve team, you still come away with the loss, learning something, and that's how they were able to get this win. Yeah, that's uh, that's the main thing that they need to be looking for in this final stretch. You know, I'm just going to be holding the mic like this. <laughs> uh, this final stretch uh, for uh, 
non-conference slate. I mean, they, they've had a tough schedule so far. No doubt we mentioned uh, Oklahoma State and North Texas. Um, but overall, they, they've held their ground. If you, You're right, they've learned from their mistakes. But they only have how many games? I believe three, three non-conference three games non-conference. left yeah. um, until conference slate. And this is a tough conference at the women's soccer level. So I'm curious to see what they gain from all these non-conference games. Uh, use them in that conference slate. I mean, JMU is a great team. Uh, Louisiana is another good team. Um, I'm blanking on some other teams right now that are really good <laughs> as far as women's soccer. is mainly JMU. They're, they're the main ones that everyone talks about. Um, but I'm curious to see how they'll fare against Texas Southern tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And Texas Southern is another game that they're going to be playing tonight. In fact, they got two more games left, and it's actually this this coming week. So they'll play uh, Texas Southern tonight, and then they will play Houston on Sunday. That game is going to be in Houston, Texas. But those two will be the last two games that they will play before they get into conference play. So, But that game is going to be live on KTSW 89.9 tonight with our very own Joey Gonzalez and Richard Prosadioko on the call for tonight's game. Texas State soccer is getting so close to conference play. I mean, this is crunch time here if you're if you're the Bobcat soccer team and you just got every every win counts at this point if you're if you're Steve Holman for this soccer team. But that guys, that's gonna do it for us for local. Now we're gonna get into some national sports and we're gonna start things off right with the NFL season. Mm. Week one is upon us here gentlemen and getting hot in here <laughs> and quite gonna, literally too and we're gonna go ahead and start things off at the time of this recording thursday night football the season will officially begin tonight as the detroit lions will take on the defending super bowl champions kansas city chiefs and there's already a big blockbuster story travis kelsey hyperextended his knee during practice and he is a game time decision for whether if he's going to play or not. I don't know if any one of you have Travis Kelsey on your... Uh, that would be David Castaneda. Yeah, <laughs> have him on his fantasy land. But also, Cooper Cup is also hurt as well, and he's going to be out for week one as well. I don't know if any of y'all have Cooper yeah. Cup either. So, yeah. already big-time injuries, and we haven't even began week one yet. This so. is why you do not do your fantasy drafts until the <laughs> week before the season. <laughs> Guys who do their drafts, like, a month, two months in advance. Yeah. I, I really don't crazy. get it. I agree. Absolutely. But real quick, I just want to get y'all's prediction. Who's going to win tonight's matchup? We all know the story about the Detroit Lions ending their pack, the Packers' playoff hopes last year, and then obviously the Kansas City Chiefs going on to win the Super Bowl. So I want to hear from y'all who's going to win week one of this matchup. Where's the game being played? It's in Arrowhead. City. It's going to be the Chiefs. You saying <laughs> yeah. Chiefs? Chiefs by 15. 15? Yeah, I mean, Kelsey 15. is a huge blow, but at Arrowhead to kick off the season, uh, yeah, I, I got to go the Chiefs. Still got okay. that guy Mahomes under center. I mean, yeah. right. you know. Well, to quarterback th- too. Well, also to think, you know, every time I hear the words, every time I hear these two, Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff, the one game I Uh-oh. always remember is the shootout on mm-hmm. Monday Night Football in Los Angeles one of the great regular season games you'll ever see in your in at least in my lifetime it was one of the best i've ever seen but that's all i think of when i hear these two quarterbacks and quite frankly i thought that was technically the super bowl in my opinion because we all know what happened in that super bowl that year um because i believe the patriots won that tom brady yeah, that was a defensive <laughs> battle yeah i mean i'm not i mean not gonna lie it was a good super bowl for those who love defense 
that was your Super Bowl. If, yeah. But for those who love like you know competitiveness, it really wasn't there. But I'm not going to speak on anybody. But but I mean, week one we have some intense matchups in week one, and one game that I think a lot of people's eyes are going to be glued to is the Buffalo Bills taking on the New York Jets. I mean, yeah. where do I go with this? Because the Bills have had so many great consistent seasons. The Jets have so much promise with the Aaron Rodgers trade and then the young talent that they have with Garrett Wilson and obviously Sauce Gardner on the defense, defensive side of the ball. Let me ask you all this. Do you think that this game specifically will determine who will win the division later on down in the season? Um, I mean – it's definitely got an impact on it, but it's still just the first game of the season. Um, I mean, it, it's hard to judge. I I don't really okay. – I can't give you a for sure 100% answer, but um, all I know is that it, it will be an exciting game. I mean, Oh, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, A-Rod on the, on the Jets, and <laughs> he's repping the number eight this year, which was his college number. Um, he's no longer 22 years old, though. He's almost 40, so – I'm curious to see uh, how he's going to play as far as that. But going on the Buffalo side, I mean, I've always been um, a Josh Allen fan. I'm not necessarily a Buffalo fan, but I love Josh Allen, so I kind of pull for the Bills. Um, but I'm curious to see how they'll how they'll do this season. I mean, you know, the past three years now, they've been expected to either make the Super Bowl or at least win it, or at most win it. And they haven't even made it to the Super Bowl. They, they've made it to the conference championship, and that's the furthest. So yeah. I'm curious to see if they kind of use that for momentum to say, screw that, I'm, I'm, I'm putting all in this year, and we're going to finally make that Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's always tough to take on a divisional rival. Yeah, no, yeah. no kidding. But then again, if you look at the entire AFC East as a whole, that that's going to be a complete bloodbath. Oh, absolutely. New England Patriots, you know, Bill Belichick is still there. That's mm-hmm. not going to change any of their competitiveness. Uh, Miami, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I mean, absolutely. speed demons. And then, like you said, Buffalo and New York, the Jets. Somebody's got to lose. Yeah. Somebody's got to miss the playoffs. Everybody from that division. I mean, I guess you technically could, but everybody's not going to make the playoffs from that division. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to think that every t- anytime because you know I've been on the on the sports staff for now uh, roughly about two years, and anytime we talk about the NFL and you know early on in the week, we always predict a division that's going to be like the best division. Mm. Last year we predicted that the AFC West was going to be the yeah. the best division. Now this year we're thinking that the A was uh, the AFC is AFC East, right? Yeah. AFC East is the, clearly the best division right now. And what's sad is we don't give the NFC enough credit because the NFC has had first of all the NFC East last year was absolutely insane because the Giants were were did very well last season. Cowboys, I mean, I hate to say it, Cowboys did. Go well. ahead, and say it. Eagles <laughs> did well, and you know I felt bad for the Commanders because did they the were Cowboys cl- really have a good season? Yes. Let's just, let's just be honest. Yeah. Let's, okay, all right, that's another let me, argument. Let me, let me, let me put it. Really okay, let me season. put it this way: the Cowboys' defense had a great season. <laughs> I'll put it at that. Cowboys' offense did not, however. Now, granted, yeah. they kind of squeaked out a couple of victories uh, in the season last year, but that's last season. This is all about this season. And, si- and speaking of Cowboys and Giants, that's where I want to lead to next. Mm. Sunday night football. Another Waiting all day for <laughs> Play some Carrie Underwood. Let's go. So the Ca- Dallas Cowboys taking on the New York Giants once again in week one. I can't even count how many times I've seen these two in week one. <laughs> yeah. 
what what do I have to say about this? Obviously, we all know the story about the Cowboys. Giants had an unbelievable year last year, making it to the playoffs, squeaking. Almost, I, I want to say they, they squeak out the wild card game, right? Yeah, against, they, they beat against, the Vikings. Against the Vikings today. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to throw it to y'all because there is oh, – a wait, I'm counting. There's one, two, three Cowboy fans in here. So <laughs> Not um, a delusional Cowboy fan. Uh, so, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I, I Oh, you're no, not? No. But you're no. – He's on and off. I'm from Dallas. But I oh, do like a real cowboy. Literally. <laughs> on and off. Okay, fine. One, two, and then I'll say a half. No. Yeah. Not even a half. You can, you can count. There's another one. If we going to count somebody else, I won't necessarily say their name, but there might be a little Casper that is, that's a little cowboy <laughs> that's fan. Casper. Casper. Okay. Well, I'll, okay. Well, I'll save you last. I'll start with one of you two because obviously y'all have high hopes for this season and miles i'm actually gonna start with you first yeah, miles is your cowboys yeah fan. i just like the cowboys because i'm from dallas i just want to ask you specifically is this will Dak prescott this season alone will if he doesn't turn out the way a lot of people expect him to will this be his final year in in dallas most definitely most definitely most definitely but again i think he's playing with a chip on his back or a shoulder um i think it's definitely up for him this year Definitely up for yeah. this year. You have full faith. Full faith. I nope. got a jersey too. <laughs> kind of proves it. Okay. You said he said. I'm gonna lie. I did buy it like five years ago, but uh, when he was good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was good. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Paxton. Trey Lance finna dance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, no, I love Dak. Um, even though he's been inconsistent uh, the past few seasons, I still love him as a person and his mentality, but. I mean, you just – your question was, will this be his last season? If he perform, if he doesn't do well this underperforms. season. Underperforms. If he um, underperforms. I think so because I think a move like Jerry Jones made with Trey Lance, I think that's kind of hinting like get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Like we're the Dallas Cowboys, we're the most profitable team in the NFL, we're the most richest franchise in the world, and you're our leader and you're not leading us to success. I think it's kind of hinting at that. Um, which I hate to say because, like I mentioned, I love Dak Prescott as far as his personality and all that, but, I mean, he's not getting it done. We've had uh, one playoff win since he's been quarterback. I don't even think that. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. No, actually. No. 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 Yeah. No. Yes. We lost, y'all put, we lost y'all the Packers. Yep. That, but y'all also uh, – I don't know. Do you count wild card as playoffs? I do, uh, I mean, but – Yeah. Well, it's an extra beat, well, week. The Dow- well, Cowboys beat Seattle – to advance to the divisional round a few years ago, and then got knocked off by the Rams and stuff. So, and I'll give I them count credit. that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Okay. They yeah. beat so Tampa he, Bay last year. So he and has, they beat Tampa Bay last yeah. year too. That's right. That's so, right. So he has two playoff wins under his belt, which, I mean, still isn't that good with you being one of the top paid quarterbacks. You're supposed to be a top ten quarterback every year, and you've had two playoff wins under your belt. I think it's this is the Lance trade is motivation to like. Let's get it. Let's get the ball rolling. We've got you the weapons now. Um, we've got you a great defense. Mm-hmm. It's your time to shine now. So I, I, I think that if he underperforms, yes. Underperforms? Okay. I agree. Thomas? You ready here for me now? I, I thought you weren't going to speak, Mr. <laughs> no, Nine Cowboys fan. I mean, Jesus. I guess, okay. <laughs> I know you don't already. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus needs yeah. to help the Cowboys. That's, that's, that's the only person who's going to be able to help the Cowboys hey, at this hey, point. Hey, real quick, before you make your statement, you know why Texas Stadium had a hole in it? 
so oh. God can watch his favorite team play. <laughs> well, you know why the roof is always closed now? Because God ain't watching them. <laughs> he doesn't want to watch them. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm sorry, Kobe. What's the question again? No, I'm saying the, if Dak Prescott underperforms this season, will this be his last season in Dallas? Absolutely. I mean, Jerry Jones. Let's let's be real. He he doesn't play about his money, and at this point, he's <laughs> he he's costing the Cowboys money. Playoff revenue is a real thing. Um, playoff success is something that is measured by playoff wins. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, or fortunately, wherever side of the coin you on, that is not what Dallas has. They mm-hmm. do not have the playoff wins to be backing up all the talk that you hear. Oh, yeah, we're back. We're going to win it all this year. Oh, yeah, Cowboys Super Bowl champion. Nah, no, no, <laughs> no. You'll be lucky to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, let's kind of go ahead and kind of go through the divisions and see who's going to come out of it. So we'll start off with the NFC East. Oh, gosh. Cowboys, Giants, oh, Eagles, Commanders. Who wins the division? Giants. Can tell you who doesn't. Oh, my Giants God. Giants is no, crazy. Eagles. Eagles. Giants is crazy. Uh, yeah. I can tell you who doesn't. The Commanders. But, um, you're going to have to tell Tyson that. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I'm kind of thinking the Eagles, too. Um, okay. Even though Philly is definitely my least favorite team, I'll, I'd much rather root for Washington or New York over Philly. <laughs> but, I mean, they've got an MVP caliber quarterback. They've got a great They've got two great receivers in Smith and Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have um, uh, Swift, Swift at running back. Yep, they have a phenomenal defense. Yep. Like, they are loaded. I think, you know, I hate to say this, but I think Philly is what Dallas wants to be because they have a great defense. Both have great defenses. Both have great offensive weapons. They have a great running back. They just need that great quarterback, and Dak's kind of holding them down as far as that. Okay. But I think Philly's winning the division. I think Cowboys can still sneak in there because you have teams like the AFC South and the <laughs> NFC South that like they're bringing one team max. Well, speaking so, of the NFC South, who's going to come the next out? One? Who's the next one? Saints, Panthers, Buccaneers, and Atlanta. Who comes out of that? Um, I'm kind of feeling Saints just because of Derek Carr. I think I don't think Baker is a playoff caliber playoff leading caliber quarterback um Bryce Young gets his first year I I don't think he has a very good offense right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. at least and um who am I missing right now Atlanta Atlanta um Atlanta I mean they've got Bijan but that's all they added to an already stacked running back core yeah and so they really I mean Desmond Ritter is he really like your number one or do you need to be trying to look for maybe this year's draft class as well yeah um, but I'm kind of seeing the Saints coming out of that picture. Thomas? Uh, well, I'm a little biased because I'm a newly minted Panthers fan. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead that. and use my bias and say the Panthers are going to come out the NFC South. I mean, this is a prime opportunity for Bryce Young to come out the gates and establish his dominance just like, well, Tom Brady didn't necessarily do that. But <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Joe Burrow was kind of somebody after the injury who came out and asserted his dominance oh, yeah, inside no. of the AFC North. So I, this is going to be his Joe Burrow minus the injury. God, God forbid the injury, but you Knock know, on wood. this is his coming out party. All right. Week one, Miles. All I gotta say, I got the Saints. Um, my guy right here uh, kind of sounds like a delusional Cowboys fan. <laughs> But it's all good. It's all good. It's all, all right. Good. Wait, so are you a Panthers fan because of Young? 
Right, yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Tom Brady retired, so I had to pick a team. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Who's who's next? So NFC North: Green Bay, mm. Chicago Bears, Minnesota Vikings, and the Detroit Lions. Mm. I personally, I have Detroit winning that division. It's not. It's not that surprising, to be honest. It's they're, not. They're kind of on the up. I think losing Swift and uh, Jamel Williams kind of kind of busted them, but uh, they have Jameer Gibbs Jameer now. Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm. I'm curious to see how they'll do as well. I'm kind of feeling the Vikings, though. I mean, they have a wonderful offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the their Kurt, defense the has Kurt been man. better. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, Kurt Thuggins. Kurt Thuggins, Thuggins. yes. <laughs> Kurt be dripping. Yeah. No, um, I'm kind of feeling the Vikings. Okay. I can tell you – Definitely not motivated on the Bears, and no. I feel like the Packers, they got to get used to the Jordan Love era. Yeah, that's um, that's the reason why I said but, Detroit at first. Yeah, he could, he could shock a lot of people. Oh, and, yeah. But, Paxton, you know, here's the it. thing, though, man. you got you got to stop sleeping on that Chicago Bears defense. They, oh, no, for oh, real. That's good. They, 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 they went out and added Tremaine Edmonds, one of the best interior linebackers in the game. Absolutely. I mean, they have an up-and-coming safety in Jaquan Brisker. I mean, they have still pretty good corners and Tyreek Stevenson. I believe mm-hmm. he was just drafted and everything. So that Bears defense, along with adding DJ Moore, they got DJ Moore in the trade. Darnell yep. Mooney mm-hmm. is still there. Chase Claypool. We got a lot of Steelers fans. Well, former Steelers. Former. Um, where else did he play? It was, just, it was just. It Steelers. was just Steelers. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I feel like that guy in that meme that uh the uh. <laughs> Whoever their running back is. <laughs> oh, uh, David Montgomery. Oh, David Montgomery. No, no, no. He's on the Lions now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, they got Deontay Foreman and Roshan Khalil Johnson. Herbert. I know Herbert? those two. Oh, yeah. Khalil yeah. Herbert. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leader in rushing yards per carry last yeah. year in the yeah. NFL. I, I just think the Bears are glad that Aaron Rodgers is out of the league. Oh, no kidding. They no longer have a daddy. <laughs> well, Jordan Love said that he's the new Packers daddy. Whoa. So, uh, hey, gonna see he feels the love tonight. Let's go. <laughs> Miles. <laughs> i got to say, I'm rooting for the Lions this year, coming out that conference after the performance last year. I'm kind of yeah, I'm definitely rooting for them this year. So All we right. got Lions, Vikings, and uh, Bears. That's our most oh, diverse yeah. uh, division so far. All right. And then last division, we're going to kind of make this a little quick one. NFC West. Cardinals, Seattle, uh, God, Rams. Rams, and the 49ers. 49ers. I got 49ers. 49ers sure. I got 49ers. Now, granted, Seattle may do a little something. I'm not going to lie because no, they, yeah. they got – I'm going to be real. They got lucky that they were in the playoffs last year because the scenario was is that if the Packers would have won their last game of the season, they would have been – Packers would have been in. But if the Lions won, Seattle would have been in. So – uh, all yeah. I know is that the Cardinals, I don't even want to talk about them. They got rid of Colt McCoy, so yeah. they can leave. Does that – wait. They're finna tank. Does that matter That matter to no, you? No, it doesn't. He, okay. <laughs> uh, it matters to me that he's gone, but, like, well, he wasn't doing much with well, them. Well, I know because I know you are a UT fan, and I know you follow, you know, players that went to UT, and Colt McCoy is one of them. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason – that's the, why. Reason why. That's, that's the only reason yeah, why I thought I he was Tom Brady. I got the 49ers. <laughs> but that is NFC. Now we're going to do AFC real quick. We'll Ooh, start off with speed the speed run. We'll start off with the AFC North: Steelers, Ravens, Bengals, mm. Browns. I could tell you who's last place. Don't you say? Um, it. Don't I'm you say? I'm kind of feeling they like iron a lot. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. you say? Yeah. It. Yeah. Probably the I, I, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Y'all kind of suck. I hate y'all. Sounds like to me. I hate y'all so much. I God like that darn. answer. I'm just kidding. Hate's a strong word. Um, ooh, I mean, Beagles obviously is the number one choice, but Ravens, uh, 
they sneaky over there. They got a great defense. I don't trust their receiving core, dude. Yeah. I, I, I don't trust them. And their running back, uh, Lamar JK. Jackson, he just <laughs> he likes to he likes to get injured a little bit. Uh, but I kinda got I gotta go with the Joe Shiesty led uh Bengals. <laughs> Okay. Absolutely, Bengals. They're my bandwagon team, you know. So, <laughs> go Bengals. Go Joe Shiesty. Miles. Same here. Uh, I ain't going to lie. Same with Thomas said. I'm kind of bandwagon for the for the Bengals. Yeah. So, <sighs> I'm going to uh, roll with the Bengals, man. So, let's go AFC West next. Um, uh, we already well, know on, what he's going to say. Yeah, hold on. We going to win the division, okay? Uh, we going to win the division. Though. All right? I'm going to say it right now. We going to win. We going to win. Bye, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to do a <laughs> – he actually left. literally walked out the door. <laughs> What's funny is uh, I think he left his wallet, so we can't get back in. <laughs> All right, we're going to do the AFC West real quick. Kansas City, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. All right. Should this we might be a hot take, but we... uh, I kind of feel in the Chargers. Chargers? I'm not mad at that. I just I wanted to say something else besides the Chiefs because <laughs> it's the most obvious answer, and I feel like the Chargers are the next best thing. So I kind of feel like if they stay healthy, they had Keenan Allen so out most of last year. You're not gonna, they're good. You're not going to say Denver. Hmm. I love Russell Wilson, but I don't. New head coach. New head coach in Sean Payton. I know, but I don't know about that. I I just got to see. I okay. got to see. Okay. Uh, Miles. I'm rooting with the Chargers with uh, yeah. Justin Herbert and okay. all them. Uh, that's what I'm going for. Okay, should we uh, should we speak for Thomas here since he's uh, since he's not here? No, no, he's good. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, <laughs> all right. So we'll we'll save the AFC East for last. We're going to do the AFC yeah, South, bro. and officially, Mr. Thomas Terry has returned. Oh, look who's back! <laughs> How about that? We lo- we were talking. We were saying Thomas. Uh, no, you're in timeout now. <laughs> we were saying AFC South. Uh, who, or AFC West, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, who's winning that division? Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. You and said AFC South? A, uh, AFC West. West. Oh, yeah, I'm about to say that is not No, <laughs> I corrected myself. Um, Broncos. I got Broncos? Wow. I think they turned it around. Because? Coach uh, Sean Payton and everything, they're going head hunting again this okay. year. All right. AFC South, man, we're oh boy. It's okay. only the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, ja- the Jag- Jaguars, Colts, Texans, and who am I miss? Titans. Titans. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jacksonville. I think Jaguars are going. So no one likes Richardson. <laughs> I mean, granted, I do like Rich Anthony Richardson. However, it's his rookie year. I know. I would give him time. Trevor Lawrence. We all saw what he did against the chart, uh, the uh, the Chargers this this past playoff season or playoff game. I mean, and gave the Chiefs a run for their money. So, I'm sticking with Jacksonville in in winning the division. Yeah. I think. Side note: Did y'all see DeAndre Hopkins? He was talking about he called the San Francisco 49ers. He called the Dallas Cowboys. That's another reason why the Cowboys are poverty. How are you gonna pass <laughs> on DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, come on, man. Well, who else did he call? Um. He called so many other teams, and he did. He said he didn't even get a call back. Wow. He kept the receipts. That's terrible. Yeah, so. He kept the wow. call history. Yeah. Wow. So we'll see what he can do with the but, Titans this year. They're not winning the AFC South. No. I, yeah, I feel no. like the Jaguars. And I feel bad because Houston – I mean, Houston is still in their – Houston. In their stage. They have a problem. Yeah. I mean, 
Terrible uh, city, terrible teams. Well, oh, hold on. I wouldn't say okay. terrible city. Hold whoa, whoa, on. I wouldn't whoa, say whoa, that whoa. just yet. All they have is the Astros. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, we ain't going to get into we're, that. We're getting into too much. <laughs> what about right. the AFC uh, East? Uh, well, we didn't get Miles. Oh, my bad, Miles. Dang, forget about me, but uh, I got, <laughs> got, the, got the Jags for sure. Jaguars, go. okay. Now, the AFC East, man. Best division in football, I think, coming up. Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. Who wins this? Bills. Bills? Yeah, yeah Bills for go. sure. Too many weapons. Yeah, hold on. Is Vaughn Miller still on their defense? Yes. He's okay. hurt, though. Oh, but he is hurt, though. Recovering from a torn I, Achilles? Achilles? ACL, I think. Because he tore his Achilles with Denver. Denver, right. Yeah, okay. So. I kind of oh, go man. Buffalo. I, You're going to go I, Buffalo? I just love Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I love Josh Allen. Okay. But I think the media... The media has a lot of power. No, they do. It's pretty good. There's a there's always going to be a narrative, a storyline. So I got to go with the Jets. They were on hard knocks. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 just the story, the ultimate story. Absolutely. I mean, it's, real quick, no one want to talk about Dolphins though. I mean, they have Jalen Ramsey uh, now. They have Tua. They, I know, I know. Tua, I know. No, great. I mean, now granted, I Tua did exceptionally well, exceptionally well last season. You know, granted, he got hurt a lot last season. Yeah. Tua did a great job of throwing up gang signs. That's what he did. What he had Okay, so <laughs> that is wicked. That's wrong. Um. Tua is fine, everybody. Yeah, he's, he's fine. fine. Just for FYI, but just I mean, come on, hey, three, three concussions. On. He's in- got a Samoan sleeve now. Like he is dropping dimes this season. Come on, dimes or nickels. <laughs> Hey, they're all better than pennies. <laughs> I swear, we bring change literally in any we any do. podcast we, we do. do. I swear. He's dropping quarters. <laughs> <laughs> He'll work his way up to the half dollar. Oh, my oh. goodness. All right, so That's NFL hard. week one is just around the corner. First game is tonight, but we're going to switch the gears a little bit, and we, we're just going to do a quick rundown of our fantasy teams and all the matchups. So um, I – We'll be playing Colton Gibson in our in week one for our league. And then after that, I believe, Thomas, you're playing, I believe, Davin. Yeah, you're playing Mr. Davin Meredith. Let me tell y'all a funny story about Davin during the draft. Uh-oh. Oh, so, man. as if you follow football, which I know he does. Davin, I know you follow football, man. So, he drafted Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Okay, right. that's cool and all. But if you're going to draft Jonathan Taylor, tell me why you're going to draft Alvin Kamara. He's also out for four years. No, for real. So, I mean. I mean, I feel bad because on the last podcast, we were talking about his fantasy draft. On his fantasy draft because he picked Austin Eckler for the first pick. (laughs) What's wrong with that? You drafted Taysom Hill. Who does that? (laughs) Okay, I did that in like the fifth round. You're only proving my point. I don't know why I did Taysom Hill. But, hey. (laughs) <laughs> I got two of the best backs on my team, so I'll take oh, it. Oh, Lord. But, um, so, yeah, and then J.P. Flanagan is take, it will be taking on David Castaneda, but he's in a lot of trouble. But David's in a lot of trouble because we don't know what's the situation for Travis right. Kelsey yet. And then Tyson will be taking on you, Miles, yes, in sir. the first week. Dub. And then uh, Joey Gonzalez will be taking on Thana, on Thana Garcia. Presley Davis will take on Jordan. And lastly, Giancarlo Cacho will be taking on oh, you, yes. Paxton Graf. Macho Cacho versus the Red Lumberjack. It's <laughs> happening live. I think it's so cute, though, that all of y'all cute are doing is crazy. all of it. 
this is real. No, uh, uh, yeah, it is real. Well, this is real. It's, it's real, real that all of y'all are gonna be taking L's. I'm gonna come out victorious. Bro, it's tripping. Right. Dude, you I'm literally gonna... said this before we even did the draft. Hey, hey, <laughs> and I'm it's once again standing. a fantasy league. <laughs> yeah. So you're living in a fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> You're living in a fantasy. Yo, wait, where the camera at? Which camera am I looking at right now? I'm looking at this one right here. Come week 17, when the playoff, when, when we do, I don't even know the playoff structure. <laughs> when the playoffs come around and y'all see my team, I'm gonna hold my phone up like this and show that I'm 17 to 0 and I'm winning the playoffs. That's yeah. all it is. See, all of y'all gonna owe me an apology. We're gonna use all that as a that's a soundbite. Make yep. sure to keep that recording. That's a soundbite. Absolutely. So week one fantasy dun, dun. is about to get real hot. But we're going to take a quick transition. We're going to wrap things up with college football. Oh, the best oh, topic the right best now. The best topic right now. Save First off, I want to recap just week one of college football was so intense. Obviously, we obviously Texas State won, but that Colorado TCU game just honestly just showed the statement of what Deion Sanders could do with this team. I mean, we were talking about this in the last uh, the last calls to the wall that we did about <clears throat> about this game. And we were just – because I believe I, – Miles, I want to say you went with Colorado, right, to win the game? Yep. Yeah, he was uh, – and I want to say Justin went with TCU. I Did believe. you put money on it? No. Sadly, I didn't. No, he didn't. a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been a rich man. But, I mean, but I want to ask you all this question. Is Deion Sanders the answer for this Colorado Buffaloes team right now? Uh, without a doubt, yes. Without right. a doubt? I, let, me, let me tell you this. Before Dion came, how many times did you talk about Colorado? Zero. Not, yeah. not Zero often. times. And that is literally the only thing people are talking about in college football right now is Travis Hunter, uh, Dion Sanders, all of them. Shador Sanders. I think he, yes. I mean, he has brought up Colorado football from practically nothing. They were 1-11 last year to now they're 1-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ranked for the first time in forever. I think yes, he and the fact that they'll be in the Big Twelve next Back season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dion is definitely the answer for Colorado. Uh, I mean, congratulations to him. I mean, that was phenomenal. You beat the national championship runner-up in their first game at their own house. At their house, exactly. Uh, now, granted, it's a different TCU team, but still, I mean, that that's pretty impressive. I mean, shout out Coach Prime. He's not hard to find. I mean, you know. <laughs> Coach Prime, I was talking about this actually with my dad. Shout out to my dad. People don't like Coach Prime. <laughs> People don't like Coach Prime because of his flamboyant. I don't know how you don't. How? Because he's flamboyant. Mm-hmm. He's not buttoned up. He's like, been like he has been like that his whole life. Yeah, and that's why people don't really like the fact that he's a head coach now of a college football program mm-hmm. and succeeding nonetheless. That's <laughs> they don't like that. So. I I love his coach mentality though. i do too i mean like yes it definitely is a little um controversial i i think in today's standards but i think it's still a phenomenal <clears throat> coaching mentality i mean i saw a clip of when uh he was coaching his son at uh, trinity christian at, at high school mm-hmm. and his son like was showboating after a touchdown play and he was in his face saying you're not you're never doing that again mm-hmm. or you're off this field mm-hmm. type deal and like so many people will see that and be like oh he's being too hard on him but i mean first off it's his son mm-hmm. but second i mean that's what you need he's he's training these young men to become men 
And he's doing it phenomenally, absolutely. and he's winning while doing it. Absolutely. And putting up outrageous numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but real quick, before we get into the big-time matchup, I just want to kind of go ahead and go over the list of Sunbelt games that are going to be happening uh, this Saturday. Troy Children's will be taking on number 15th-ranked Kansas State, and then James Madison will be taking on Virginia, Texas State against UTSA, Marshall against East Carolina, Southern Eastern Louisiana will take on South Alabama. App State taking on number 17th rank in North Carolina. UAB taking on Georgia Southern. Louisiana taking on Old Dominion. Jackson State taking on – or Jacksonville State taking on Coastal Carolina. UConn against Georgia State. Memphis against Arkansas State. Lamar versus ULM. And Southern Miss will take on now ranked number four, Florida State. So – just want to get that rundown, but now I want to get to the big dog game that everybody wants to talk about. Texas, UT, Longhorns taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, last year when we did clear calls to the wall for this ship for this game last year, we all had high hopes for Texas for Texas winning. And let me tell you, that game, if I'm going to be dead honest, if Quinn Ewers was playing, they would have won. Oh, that's facts. They would have absolutely won because honestly, their defense was. Incredible. That's probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen Texas have in a very long time. Now, granted, even though that they've lost a couple of people due to the draft and obviously due to you know gradu- graduating, this is going to be a hard fought game, and we honestly don't know what the situation is for Alabama right now. But I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you this: Does will this finally be be the time where an assistant head coach of Nick Saban finally beats the master? It's happened twice, actually. It's happened twice? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well then, and that's the case, well... Uh, Jimbo and Kirby. Okay, well, oh, I but, forgot about Jimbo, that's right. But, no, I mean, still an amazing record. I'm not trying Ooh. to denote you for... Oh, yeah, no, for real. But will this now be the third time that an assistant has beaten Nick Saban? Yes. For sure. For sure? Coming from an ET fan, yes. Yes? Yes. That, Thomas Paxton. Paxton go because I mean I don't, I don't have anything to say. I I don't talk about this game that much because I don't like jinxing. Uh, I'm just excited to see right. it play. Well, if you're not going to say anything, I will. Um, okay. Thomas. Number eleven Texas versus number three University of Alabama. Texas wins this game forty-two to twenty-eight. Whoa. Texas really? wins this game forty-two to twenty-eight. I like that score. Okay. Quinn's back. X okay. is healthy, you know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cedric, so going to Tuscaloosa, so going into Tuscaloosa in a tough environment and squeak out a win. Forty two to twenty eight. I agree. Okay. Okay. Um I'm I'm excited for this game. I So I, you're not I gonna you're not gonna give a score. No. <laughs> um, but That's fine. I know that uh they're probably gonna target Quinn and get him out within the first half. They love taking don't, out our quarterback. Please don't say that. Not they love doing right. that. Malik Murphy is ready. Oh no, for He's real. Ready. For but real. Defense. Oh my gosh, that last game against Rice. Now, granted, it's Rice. It's Rice. It's not Alabama, but that defensive line is phenomenal. Literally every single play they were in front of the quarterback's face, Daniels. Um, but <laughs> offense. It was a little concerning. I mean, second half they turned it around, but still like 37 when you're predicted to have 49 points against Rice at least. Um, the offense didn't look as amazing as we expected it to be. It was still good. So I'm curious to see how they'll do uh, this game against Bama. But um, it's a shame that it's not DKR again, DKR. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I wish it was a night game at DKR. I don't know why last year was 11 a.m. kickoff. <laughs> this Dude, year it it's so a 6 p.m. kickoff. Oh, no, it bet. was so hot. I was oh, you there. were at the game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I glad I stayed in the AC to watch that. I <laughs> never would have done that. Yeah, I definitely snuck into the game last but, year. Uh, it was so hot on the field and everything, man. That is uh, disclosed information. Yeah. So, um, oh, maybe edit that out. University there. of Texas <laughs> security, please do not be listening to this. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this game. I. I can't think of anything else to say, to say, but I'm excited. I mean, you've got Texas State versus UTSA, our rivalry, and then you've got Bama versus Texas. Texas still winning the series to uh, seven to two. Um, obviously, Bama had the more popular two victories with the national championship, and then last year. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really hoping that Texas finally gets the win and they show. Bama, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. And one real quick game I think I, I'm actually kind of intrigued on seeing is the Texas A&M Aggies taking on the uh-huh. Miami Miami Hurricanes. Bleh. I'm going Miami. I'm no one's sorry. going to that game. Did you see that? <laughs> Seat Geek right now is like completely just no one's going to that game. I saw a deal that said um, this lady came by to this man yesterday and gave him free tickets to the A&M game, and he said, no, you can have these. I don't want them. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. I, I mean, granted, they did win their first game, but Jimbo. Yeah, yeah cool. but I mean, you know, against you New know. Mexico State. <laughs> Congratulations! Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was oh man, I do not like AM. I'm sorry. Me I, I'm, well, I mean, we had a former staff uh, member who liked AM. I'm pretty uh, sure. Liked, loved. <laughs> an AM fan. You are either fully dedicated or you're not an AM fan. <laughs> Kyle was a big uh, big Texas AM Aggies fan. Went to every uh, every Aggies Aggies game he could. So Kyle, if you're listening, we shout you out. I hope you're doing well. But I mean that's gonna do it for us. But before we get out of here, is there a ritual that you guys go through when preparing mm-hmm. for NFL Sunday? Um NFL Sunday? No, because no? I I don't I don't watch NFL as much as college. College though, wake up, watch game day, college game day, um, and then I get my nice bowl of uh, <laughs> cheese dip with my tortilla chips, and I will sit there and eat that. Literally, whatever game I'm watching, the whole game, and I'll just keep refilling it with salsa or cheese the whole time. <laughs> it's pretty fattening, but it's delicious. <laughs> do it. I'm telling you, do it. All right, all that's, right. That's my that's my game day ritual. That sounds disgusting. It is phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know disgusting. what you're talking about. Get some nacho cheese dip. Dip it in there. It's delicious. Just throughout the day, going. Not throughout back. the day, just like the big game. I don't watch all the games. I feel fat if I do that. <laughs> but I feel fat for those three hours that I watch a game. <laughs> so, are you going to tune in for uh, for game day uh, this Saturday? Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch Corso put on that Longhorn Bevo head. What if he doesn't? If he doesn't, then he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm All still right. going to watch. All right. So there's no there's no, uh, no like dislikes or nothing if, if Corso no, makes? No, Corso. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But, um, no, I mean, he has he's entitled to his opinions. He oh, can make his opinions. Absolutely. I have mine. <laughs> yeah, My cheese it. dip will be dipping. And it will be hot, so I'm fine. Actually, I'm not going to do that because that's at like 8 a.m. I don't have cheese dip at 8 a.m. But okay, there. I was like, I'm gonna have some biscuits and gravy. <laughs> that's my breakfast, dude. I'm telling you, Saturdays 
or my my cheat days. You get you start off with biscuits and gravy. Here, I'll look at the camera for this. You start off with biscuits and gravy, and then if you have a midday game, you do the dip slash salsa and uh, chips. And then if it's a night game, you go all out like chicken fried steak, maybe a steak dinner. Like that is your cheat day. And then y'all might do this on Sundays. Sundays is when I I start prepping for the week. I get my meal preps. But Saturdays, oh man, that's that's the cheat day. Are we doing a New York strip for the state? Whoa, I'm on a college budget. <laughs> I will be getting the very thin sirloin patties. Oh my lord, <laughs> sirloin steaks. Oh lord, man, they're paper. That's thin. a that's a that's a ritual. I'll give you that. Oh, I'm telling you, join me on game days. You're gonna feast. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, but that is going to do it for us for this edition of Claws to the Wall. If you like, oh, I, didn't <laughs> even, I was going to say, did y'all, y'all don't have a bad. voice. My bad. I forgot. Uh, Standing right or sitting right here in front of you. <laughs> hey, it's bad. not as cool as mine. What, my ritual? What day? Of for, the week well, like either about? like college football Saturday or college or NFL Sunday? Uh, nah, I, I really, not really. Don't one. Mm. Nah. Hey, I don't really. I really don't either. I know, so I'm sorry. Sorry, Paxton. You're lame. You're making me I mean, feel fat. No, granted, I get up and watch college game day and stuff, and then I just, you know, I wait and stuff until the game starts. But, I mean, I really don't have, like, a food ritual like you do. Now, I will like, say this. I will say this. If the way that Texas plays, I really hope. My days are made when Texas has night games. Okay. Because fair. if we lose early in at 11 a.m., my day is going to be bad for I the feel, rest of the Saturday. I feel that. So I'd rather just like this weekend at 6 o'clock, it's a night game, so I can watch all the other games, be neutral and be happy, you mm-hmm. know, have a smile on my face, and then if we lose, then I can go to bed. Gotcha. Sad, you know. I would say my ritual is Sunday morning, if we play, I just hope, because, you know, it's the same week, or same thing, different week. Same, te- same team. <laughs> same team, different week. Um... It hurts. I got my Cowboys jersey on every week. I see the and tears. I'm disappointed. In yep. <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> it hurts every week. <laughs> it's okay. We can we can cry. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Let it it's out. It's all good. Let he ain't out. the only Cowboys. Hey, you know what's you know what's funny though? I'm about to be wearing my Colt McCoy jersey this Saturday. Please do not. I'm about to be wearing Please it. Please do not. All right, fine. I'll put on Vince. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Best dual threat quarterback of all time. That's better. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? Over Vince Young? I just said that. I know that, but, like, you you know what? We'll we'll save that. We'll save that discussion for another day. Oh boy! Who are you um, talking about? You said you said you you put on a Colt McCoy jersey. No, 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 no. I, I and then I said Vince Young. I said the best dual threat quarterback. Well, I know that, but you so were, you, were you would rather put on a Colt McCoy jersey than Vince Young? You know, I I grew up. Colt McCoy was my first favorite player of all time. Okay, and so that's why I'm a little biased towards him. But I love Vince Young as well, so I'm definitely going to put on. I'll put on both if I have to. Make it twenty two. It's going to be 100 degrees this weekend. Mm-hmm. You think I'm going outside? <laughs> I'm eating all this inside in the AC. Come on. Fully enjoy it. I am not going outside. Oh, my goodness. So week two of college football is going to have a lot of high, interesting storylines. But that is going to do it for us here in Studio C. Be sure to follow us at KTSW Sports on all of our social media platforms. For Miles Vaughn, Thomas Terry, and Paxter Graff, I'm Kobe Jackson. 
Appreciate you tuning tuning in for this edition of Call to the Wall. We will be back next week for week two and for week two of the NFL season and for week three of college football. You guys have a wonderful day. Be safe out there.